Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm Lauren. I'm Jai. Hey, forward flash number 23. Finally, we're talking Garden State from 2004. Zach Braff, written, directed, starred. This is like kind of a little memoir, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Of his life. Yeah, so so I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, what is your... What's your vibe on Garden State? Because this was like a big deal here. So what was it like? Um, it didn't feel like Europe. it was a, a big deal in the UK when it came out. I mean, I obviously I knew about it. I like, I don't, I, I, I never watched it with anyone. So again, I don't really know what the general feeling was, but I definitely remember thinking of it as like an indie film. And um, yeah, I just don't think I saw it like. I don't think I heard people raving about it, but I. Oh, okay. But I mean, I I obviously really love the film, um, and I watched it when it came out in DVD. I've seen it twice before, yesterday. Oh, okay. Not for ages, so I think I must have watched it just in the you know around the time it came out. Um, not I have not seen it for like a really long time, and I just I really love all the quirky and weird scenes in it you know like yeah i do too i i love i never watched um scrubs so no i've seen like an episode or two i know I that he, you know Zach is from that show and like he kind of became big because of the show but i actually never seen him in anything else besides this film because i never watched oh, that okay now, i don't actually remember seeing any other film that he's been in you know um I've seen his second film that he did after this. Uh, it's called Wish You Were Here. Right, I haven't actually. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I know I've seen him in that. I'm trying to... I'm, like, just doing a quick goog here while you're talking to see if yeah, I have actually... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just really love his character, but also Sam's. And I find that... Even though I, wa- I I was twenty one when I watched this film for the first time, right right when it came out, I feel mm-hmm. like I could really relate to to some of those feelings that he was going through. Like I was fairly depressed age, and I don't know. I feel like you go through that in your mid twenties. M- most people, it's like you don't really, especially after university, if you're not really doing exactly what you study, and like it's quite tough, or you're just not doing what you love, and I don't know, like. Everyone is kind of haven't hit that stride mm-hmm. for for various reasons. Not exactly like you know because they're going through something like the main character went through. But I'm um, I also feel like at that age you kind of like you're in similar situations. So like you know you meet someone sometimes just like friends, right? People that you just like right away, and then you just become mm-hmm. friends instantly because you're more open to to things in general at that age. And I same if you like meet someone that you like, like you fancy, and you do you do end up doing crazy things like you fall in love with them after a few days, and it's just that kind of innocent poppy love. Like I don't know, I mm-hmm. think there's so many things in the movie that I just feel like. I can relate to and definitely not a lot of my friends experience in the twenties, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, you just meet someone randomly at an airport or on a flight somewhere or like when you go on a holiday and I just, again, I really love Natalie Portman's character. Like I love how she has no filter and she just says like the, (laughs) 
the funniest, but sometimes kind of like, I guess it could be, oh, I don't know. Depends on, on like who you are as a person. It can be like, you know, interpret, like, I don't know. It could be taken the wrong way because she's just, she has no filter, but. She's like really harmless though. She is. She, and she's really cute and sweet. I, I don't know. I just really love her. And, and Andrew's um character, you know? Oh yeah, Largeman. <laughs> yeah, I love that his name is Largeman. I like, I love, I love that. That's like, yeah, and love. also the movie has an epic soundtrack, and I feel like, I mean, right? Yeah, I have so many notes about like the soundtrack essentially being like a personality trait for like ten years. Yeah, like it, it started an entire like explosion of indie rock in the U.S. Oh, anyway. really? Okay, yeah. I yeah, know. this movie? Yeah, 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 totally. But I feel like I knew all those bands, and they were, um, you know, like, I love that it, he really matched each song to the scene so well. Oh, yeah. I mean, completely. And I love that he, obviously, is based on, like, you know, like, kind of, like, his own childhood, and, like, I don't know. Apparently... 75% of the film is based on true events, like his own experience. Yeah. Um, and I love that he picked the, the music himself and he directed yeah, like, it. Yeah, I mean, everything. It, yeah. I just love everything about it. I think it's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, I've, I feel the same way. I, For me, I saw this film twice in the theater. Oh, wow. And I rarely see things twice in the theater. The reason why I first liked this movie is because I don't know if... I've even mentioned it on the pod before, but I am a massive fan of movie trailers, like an insane fan. Yeah. Yeah. And I have been for a long time. Like I just love the way that some trailers are put together. I love the music that they choose. I just love everything that we kind of get a glimpse of a film before. And this trailer is one of my all time favorites. And I'll post it um, in the notes for this uh, episode because I love the music. They had the postal service. Yeah. Um, they had, I mean, it was just, oh. and it was literally what was big at the time it, and, and postal service, be, uh, death cab for cutie, like that whole like indie Machine. rock scene. I mean, mm-hmm. well, that's, it the was thing. just yeah. so good. So, yeah. okay. So tell me something. Did you know some of those bands before the movie or like you, you found out like a few of them through the film? I found out about a few of them through the film. Okay. The ones that I knew were like Nick Drake. I knew mm-hmm. uh, who's in there. I also knew obviously Coldplay. That was an old song right. that was on their first album. Yeah. So that was already out. Um, and I think it might've been the one that I really found was like the shins. I knew zero seven already. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I mean, um, big, but yeah. Like Fru Fru, I think was new. Or for me, anyway. Mm. I don't know if that song, Let Go, had come out for that movie or if it had been out already. I'm not actually sure. But I think I first heard the Let Go song from this. Yeah. From this movie. Um, Yeah, I think it was like a half and half, maybe. Because like Simon and Garfunkel, Iron and Wine, like I knew them. Those were all bands. Yeah, from like, I think Sub Pop. Oh, yeah, they're older. I mean, they were... Yes. Yeah, they were much so they'd been earlier. around for a yeah. minute, yeah. But definitely The Shins was, I think, the big one. I think The Shins got really big from this soundtrack in particular. Mm. I would wager that they got the most exposure. Because the other ones, I think, were Because yeah, there are a few songs by them in the, in the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. there's more than one. Yeah, so I feel like if there's more than one, then that's, like, a band that 
you know, that's kind of rare. And they, they come in pretty fast succession in the film. Like, it's literally, there. it's like song two is the shins and then song four is the shins. Yeah. So it's like exactly. they're pretty quickly together. Yeah. So that's it's pretty cool. It really represents the beginning of the film too. It does. Yeah. Now. I just yeah. love, I feel like you could really feel what he was going through with like certain songs, you know? Oh, totally. I just love when movies do that, you know? I just loved like, yeah, I mean, I never see things that many times in the theater, uh, but yeah, I think this one too is I like just a lot of the cinematography and a lot of how it's shot. Yeah. I think too, mm-hmm. th- that was really different and not only different, but it was in a more like, I don't know, this sounds really weird, but it was, I liked that it was in a more like vanilla way than what I mm-hmm. really like. Because I'm usually watching darker stuff. I'm usually watching, you know, like a Rocky. I'm watching something that's more like, you know, a little subversive, I guess you could say. But I like how this was a really cool indie way of being, like, kind of, I don't know, just very, like, Sofia Coppola, but a guy. Like yeah, this, I know it, what you, you know, like, I know what you mean. Yeah, that dreamy exactly you kind of, like, non-threatening, like, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, like, a, a movie with a bunch of, like, unlikable male characters. Exactly. Like, some of them were pretty shitty, yeah. Okay, Mark is kind of shitty. But, like, but not in the way of, like, really over the top. It was, like, they everything felt so grounded in reality. Every, that's exactly. That's what I loved. You just said it. Like, I feel like the movie, you just can't relate to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I know some things seem, like, kind of crazy, but it does feel very much like... Um, real like definitely yeah. real and yeah I, I love that aspect of that too like some of the cinematography felt like a little dreamy but not really yeah. but it, it's really strange like yeah it just it was just really it felt indie you know I mean it was an indie yeah. film, but um I don't know I it, I, I th- it felt like that yeah I remember didn't like uh the this is other movie that came out the same year. Yeah, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind came out around the uh-huh. same time, right? Uh huh. Yeah, two thousand four. Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember. Like, not that it's similar, but it's just something about those two films that were, I don't know, they had some kind of like similarities or like vibe or something like it, more like yeah. a feeling rather than they were similar. Do you know what I mean? I think the movies that came out between 2000 and 2005 are so interesting because it, we talk a lot about a lot of really pivotal films that have come out in 99, like a ton Mm -hmm. of them. There's even a podcast that's like devoted to 1999 because it was such a crazy year. And um, I guess we didn't probably didn't think of it that way until you look back on it. But if if according to movies and stuff, it's like really crazy what came out that year. Mm -hmm. But then after that, it was really crazy when indie kind of exploded. Like indie before was kind of in the video store, like the way you would see kids or the way you would see like Iraqi films, you'd have to rent it and bring the tape back home. But then indie started like, for instance, I mean, this is a behind the scenes note, but this film was bought at Sundance by Fox or like a bigger studio, or double the the yeah. double the production amount, and it got distributed, which is how the how it like brought this independent quote unquote to like the to masses. Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that more people saw it. The soundtrack was. Uh, we always talk about all the time that I'm so bummed is that soundtracks used to be such an important part of the film and they and were used for everything. promotion, yeah. everything. So I mean, and this 
this, I mean, honestly, this soundtrack alone, outside of if you even didn't know about the movie, it's just so great. Like, from beginning to end, it's just one of those things that you put on, and it, it just is so well done and conceived. Um, but, and then it goes perfectly with the film, too. It's just like Romeo and Juliet. It's like how that one is fucking amazing on its own, but then in the film, it's great. I mean, we just had great soundtracks. Clueless, we had, like, so many. Everything. I mean, yeah, it's Everything. true. It was, it was a major part of anything that was, I mean, obviously, we had music videos, but then, I don't know, like, maybe it was what, maybe music videos inspired that in movies. I don't know. I just... So I'm trying to think of old films, but no, even 80s had like really cool soundtracks and 70s films. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening to the Fashion Grunge podcast. To hear the rest of this episode, go check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash fashion grunge. And we have 90 episodes up there, including complete series recaps of Freaks and Geeks, My So-Called Life, tons of movies, and just a ton more content. So go check it out. As always, rate, like, subscribe. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And thanks. Bye.